0: Back at you once again for another edition of the All Angels podcast, joined as always with Dan Garcia, and we are finally back together here uh, for a show. Uh, missing Chris; he's got some stuff going on. Chris is a busy guy; he's yeah. he's the coach.
1: Yeah. So it, for people that don't know Chris, and I'm sure he doesn't mind, but he is an administrator at a local high school out here in Riverside. So uh, especially around this time of year, you got you know you got graduation, you got prom, you got all that stuff that he's taking care of, and he has you know responsibilities that he's he's taking care of but he'll will as soon as the summer hits and he's off he'll be here a lot more often
0: yeah for sure so uh we're finally i did the solo show and then dan did a solo show so now we're back together here at, at halo haven light 2.5 <laughs> Um so we're at my pad here and we're actually trying out our new uh, studio equipment that we got going on. Thanks in part to Alley Cat SoCal. You can check them out at Alley, the Alley Cat SoCal, uh, dot dot com. I know Dan talked about it last week. They're uh, kind of like a clothing brand. They also have a uh, slick cat pomade for you guys that uh, need pomade and need your hair looking spiffy. Slick Cat's the place to be, and the only place you can get it is at the Alley Cat SoCal dot big cartel um you can also check out their instagram page it's the alley cat socal and um just go ahead and give them a follow look at all their stuff they sell anything from shirts to hats some cool swag uh, rockabilly type gear um also got some cool art pieces um bobby the owner is a big angels fan so that's a big plus but thanks to him we were able to grab what we have here we got dual mics now so we're kind of just trying to figure this out hopefully it sounds good on on your guys's end when you guys are listening to the podcast so first time we're trying to do this we messed around with it earlier this week and i think we got it figured out yeah hopefully we well, guess we'll
1: find out after this is done <laughs> oh we'll cross our fingers
0: yep <laughs> we'll cross our fingers so all right so last week again like you talked about it you you kind of went the weekend review uh you talked about the game that we attended where the angels just slaughtered the orioles and as they should have i mean right the orioles they, they had completed to, the sweep yep yeah eight wins all season and so you know uh the angels definitely needed to do that and, and they did but it was gonna be another test because the Mariners aren't a walk in the park, Dan.
1: No, not at all. Especially, um, I guess it's kind of lucky for the Angels that they, they missed out on um Paxson, you know, big Maple Paxson. If you guys didn't know, he threw a no hitter pretty much right after he got done. The Mariners got done playing the Angels, so um, a little bit of luck there as far as not seeing him in the rotation. But yeah, definitely a good team, a team that's doing better than a lot of people thought coming into the season. So, it was definitely a good test for the Angels to see um, where they're at when they f- play a different uh,
0: division opponent. And yeah, so far the Angels have been pretty damn good. I don't have the numbers in front of me. They've been pretty damn good against AL West teams, but the Mariners was a little different. The Mariners have a pretty good, solid lineup up and down that lineup. You look at it and you go, wow, yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty stacked. And the pitching's come along for them, um, especially Paxton. Uh, But they were like a game behind us going into that series. So it was just like, you know, they were pretty hot. We were kind of like beating the Orioles and kind of just came off that Yankee sweep. So we needed the Angels needed that momentum swing going their way. And, and And it helped on Friday because the Angels went out and defeated the Mariners five to nothing on Friday behind Garrett Richards going six and two thirds. Only giving up four hits, no runs, one walk, eight strikeouts. But, you know, the big story in this game, obviously, right? Elephant in the room.
1: Yeah, it's definitely uh, Albert's 3,000 hit. And for people that don't remember, last uh, last week I talked about it. John and I actually went to the Thursday home game, the last home game before they went on this uh, little mini road trip. And uh, we're hoping to see it. We got 2,999, and then everyone was standing. Everyone was cheering when he came up for the possible 3,000. And, you know, it, it didn't happen that night. So definitely glad to see it happen, you know, the next day so it's not something that's kind of just hanging around and hanging around.
0: Yeah, and, and we were Joe. I jokingly told you they need to send them through, you know, until they come back. But you know, they weren't gonna do that. And it's okay. Any way you get three thousand, I'm sure Albert doesn't care. I mean, I, I know he probably would have loved to have done it at home behind the crowd that was standing up and cheering. But it didn't work out that way. But uh, Albert Pujols did collect his three thousandth hit, and here it is, just for you guys to hear one more time.
2: Here's the 1-0. That's a liner in the right field. It's going to drop in for a base hit. Albert Pujols has done it. Another milestone for Albert. You've just punched your ticket into the 3,000-hit club. Albert Pujols now will be greeted by his entire bench. They're all coming out to first base. Albert Pujols has done it here tonight in Seattle. He becomes the 32nd player in Major League history
0: to reach the 3,000 hit mark. And there you. And there you have it. (laughs) Still kind of working out the kinks of this audio stuff. 3,000 hit man, a milestone second angel to do it in an angel's uniform rod carew being the first one and i talked to you about it dan like um the similarities and the hits that rod carew and yeah yeah you ever watch the no
1: i didn't i meant to look it up because we were actually talking about it the next day and just you know our saturdays were was pretty busy and then sunday i didn't have an opportunity but yeah i remember you saying it and it was kind of like a mirror image of each other you know the same way kind of like a little blooper going going the other way kind of deal and and to me, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. You can see everything, um, you know, the similarities with it.
0: Yeah, it was cool, man. The little blooper, t- uh, obviously, Rod crew a left-hander, hit it to left field. Uh, Alberto, a right-hander, hit it to right field. It was a little blooper in front of the, f- the the corresponding outfielder. They got to first. They both clapped their hands. The first person they hugged was the first base coach, and out came the player. It was cool. It was cool that uh, Fox Sports West did a cool job of kind of, like, you know, sinking those. Yeah,
1: doubling, it up so at the same time, kind of deal.
0: For sure. Um,
1: oh, and then one more thing too. With that three thousand hit, um, for people that don't know out there, June second is going to be the Albert Pujols bobblehead night for oh yeah. the, the, the uh, commemorate the the three thousand hit. I know I'm going to be there. I have actually, me and my fiance already actually had tickets to this game just by pure coincidence, so we're set to go. I'm guessing you and Chris are, are a good shot that you guys are going to be out there also.
0: Yeah, we I I know for sure I'm going. I mean, there's no way I can miss that. Um, so three thousand hit added to my five hundredth bobblehead. Yep, to my six hundredth home run bobblehead. Now my three thousand.
1: And I like too the fact head. that they put it's on a Saturday too, so it's not like yeah. one of those things where you, you know the Simmons yeah. one's coming up and you kind of have to rush if you get off at right certain off of time. Work. Yeah, this mm-hmm. Saturday, you get there, enjoy it. We can walk in, get it, come back out, and then continue tailgating or whatever yeah. you want your thing. So,
0: all right. So, I mean, with that 3000 hit, you know, the angels, uh, Garrett Richards was the, was the other guy kind of hit, you know, got overshadowed. He actually went six and two thirds, uh, no hit, uh, no runs on four hits, eight strikeouts. So that's a plus for Garrett Richards. Um, you know, again, and he's happened a little more frequently before we yes. can kind of just get going and saying he's back, you know, yeah, very, he's here.
1: very good outing by him. Very good. Very good showing. And you kind of brought it up too, cause you were texting back and forth. He only went eighty six pitches right. for six and two thirds, and you're kind of like, well, what's going on? And I, you know, put it. I think it's that's a manager move. And We've talked this we, this year about pitchers not going deep and their pitch counts being super high. So, when a, someone goes six innings and their pitch count's at like a hundred pitches, then yeah, that's kind of more on to the, on the pitcher. But if it's you know like Richards here, six and two thirds, eighty six pitches, that's that's a a manager kind of being scared of a third time through the rotation. Cause if you look at any numbers, that third time through is definitely um, the app, ab- the opponent batting average goes way up.
0: Yeah. And that, that, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I would like to have seen him, but especially six and two thirds, one more guy. Right. Yeah. You know? Get that even seven. Right. But that's okay. He got the job done. And the other, the other side note, uh, Mike Trout went three for five that game. So my talk continues to be Mike Trout. Yeah. I mean, probably just getting better by as each day goes by. So that brings us to Saturday Cinco de Mayo. And that was when we were out in Cypress, California with the rally bus. Myself, Daniel, and the curator were out there at Subs and Grubs in Cypress. Awesome, awesome place. Just, I mean, I'm not, I'm not just saying this because they, they booked us for the event and all this. But, man, those subs were delicious, man. And uh, if you guys are in the Cypress area, look them up. There's Subs and Grubs too. That's their second location. Just look up subs and grubs on Instagram, and you should get the, um, address, the address and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, but don't have enough nice things to say about them. Very hospitable, very nice. Got there a little late, but, you know, no big deal. Set up, you know, came over, always checked on us. Oh, you okay. Yeah, we're fine. And then we've got to sample the subs, and oh, yeah. Man, that was and great. Definitely one of those little hole-in-the-wall places that if you don't know it's there, you're probably going to drive by it, but yeah. definitely I would make it make it a stop if you're in the area and you need to pick up lunch or mm-hmm. something on the way to the ball game on a saturday definitely stop by there and grab a sub
0: for sure and if you guys ever if you guys do the cypress swap me at the cypress college right there it's right around the corner do yourselves a favor and hit it up and then like on a hot day like it was that day the subs were refreshing you know it's yes. a refreshing like meal and yes. they're great like no i mean that sauce the, the vinegar and a grit was just man incredible all right <laughs> come to the game now this one was just a brutal game to watch. I mean, it was a great game to watch because it was back and forth. Um, tough loss, back and forth game there at the end. Skaggs going five and a third, um, giving up six hits on two and runs, a walk and seven strikeouts. Um, I mean, five and a third. I mean, we'll take the five innings, but man, it just seems like uh, Skaggs is one of those guys who'll have like an outing where he goes, you know, seven and and kind of shuts guys down. And he pitched well here. It's just his pitch count was up high. Skag is in a guy who normally strikes out a lot of guys and he struck out seven in this game, so his pitch right. count's probably high.
1: Yeah, and we've talked about before. It's like what, what would you rather have? Would you rather have a guy that only has like three strikeouts but goes seven innings, or would you want a guy that goes, you know, strikes out twelve and goes to f five and a third kind of deal. Um but yeah, I mean it's an extra inning game. They lost in the eleventh. Yeah. Um to me personally, I, I like obviously no one likes seeing their team lose, but to me, this loss was a little easier to take because it wasn't like the Yankee or the Boston losses where you just get smoked and you're never in it, kind of deal. Like personally, I like to see the close loss- losses just because a bounce here and a bounce there. You know, it could have been the other way around. When you're getting smoked out nine zero or nine one, then it's just you know what, they're just better than you. That you know, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, um, an eight to nine loss isn't exactly great, but you know, it's better than the alternative.
0: Right, right. You know, they were in it. You know, Angels. The Angels were down two in the ninth, uh, up then tied it with a two-run shot. And then uh, in the 10th, the Angels score a run, and the M's tied it in the 10th. Then in the 11th, the Angels scored another run, yeah. but then the Mariners scored two to win it. So they walked off. It was one of those games where just a bullpen just could not keep them from scoring. And the reason the Mariners won that game was because they were the home team.
1: Right, yeah. And the same thing, it, you're going to have games – I don't care how good a bullpen is. If it's you know the Angels' bullpen or whoever the best bullpen in the majors, you're going to have these games where – For whatever reason, they're not able to hold the lead. For whatever reason, you know, guys are coming up getting hits at key points. Those games are going to happen. And, again, they gave themselves a chance to win at the end, and that's really all you can ask for because no one's going to win every game. So all you look for is for that team to put it in a situation where it can win and and be competitive.
0: Yeah, and and it was – I mean, if you guys love watching back and forth games there at the end, that one was was the one to watch – I mean, it looked like the Angels were going to lose in the ninth and Upton tied it with a two-run shot with two outs even. Yeah, I was to say with two outs. I yeah. think it was two outs and two strikes. So just it was – It was bomb was to center field. So, you know, just uh, again, uh, just uh, like you said, it's going to happen. So and, – uh, and the cool thing about this uh, – not a cool thing, but, I mean, I guess the, the positive you can take of this loss is how will they respond the next day after losing a tough one like this? Right, exactly. And, and they come back on, on Sunday, and they win 8-2 to two behind six innings of – shohei otani otani sunday
1: tennis otani sundays are back
0: yeah six innings pitched two hits on two runs two walks six strikeouts um he just kind of felt like he got taken out because he just gave up those two uh was it a a single or a walk and yeah. a two-run shot and that yeah. was it really um he was cruising i mean and, and you know he uh he continues to amaze me because a guy who can hit the way he hits pitching the way he pitches it's pretty incredible and uh you know the offense scored eight runs on twelve hits that day. Everyone in the lineup had a base hit except for Ian Kinsler, and I, I want to talk about Kinsler in a little bit here mm-hmm. after we've done reviewing the week. But a great win on Sunday or on uh, Sunday the sixth. You know,
1: yeah, definitely. And again, same thing. You're here to win. You're here to win um, series. You know, so you take two out of three from Seattle, so you win that series um, in Seattle. And uh, the crazy part, and they said it on the on the broadcast. This is the first stadium where Otani's either. Um, hit or pitch where they boot him, you know, because Seattle, right. w- Seattle was in on the sweepstakes. and right. Everyone thought that was kind of the way that he was going to go just because of the whole Ichiro connection. But, no, he he went with the Angels, and I'm guessing the fans in Seattle kind of uh, held it against him.
0: Yeah, they did. They, they weren't too happy there. I mean, uh, the whole DePoto situation, DePoto mm-hmm. kind of, you know, being angry and upset after he signed with the Angels kind of, you know, I think, I think their fans were trying to just back him up, you know, obviously as, as they would, you know. Right, yeah. So, but it's cool. You know, we all know Tani's doing his thing and he just continues to amaze us. So the Angels, as you said, took the series from Seattle two to one, two games to one. Perfect. Because Seattle was a tough team going in there. And then they had an off day on Monday. And like I was telling you, it seems like all their off days this year are on a Monday or on a Thursday. Right. You know, which is cool. And it seems like and there, there was. I I think this season they added more days off, right?
1: Yeah, they added. Well, they started earlier because they started in March that – um. Give the players, um, I forgot there was a certain number of off days added to each team. So, yeah, so you're going to see more of it now and, um, leading up just for, um, safety and health issues and trying to get their players, the key guys out there for more games for the fans.
0: Right on. So, yeah, so they had an off day on Monday and then Tuesday, obviously they were in Colorado. It's the first time they've been there in a long time. I don't know exactly the date when last year they were there, but it's been a while, um, And it's cool to see the Angels at a stadium that you're not used to seeing them at. I like watching those games, dude. Like kind of looking at the nuances of the stadiums that you rarely see on TV. You know, we're used to seeing the Angels playing in in Kansas City or Cleveland or Houston. Yeah, because they're there every year. Yeah, it's different when it's Colorado or the New York Mets or Cincinnati or Pittsburgh, you know. So it would have been cool to go to. I know there was a lot of people who are um, friends of our page that were there.
1: Well, just in general, too, we watched the game because – you came over, and we watched probably the first five innings together, but you've pointed out there was a lot of red in that uh, in that stadium. And then to me it was kind of shocking just because it's not like a division opponent you kind of expect it, whether it's up in uh, Seattle or up in Oakland or something like that, or even in L.A. when they play the Dodgers. Um, but Colorado, I guess, if, if you're going to plan one trip a year to go see it, the Angels play at a visiting stadium, um, Colorado I hear is one of the better ones to do it at.
0: Yeah, and just uh, looking at some videos that people posted there on Halo Haven or on their personal pages, you know, I know uh, Jason Kroon was there, and he was uh, he uh, was right behind the plate, you know, uh, in his video. You could see uh, this crazy little, like, the uh, the seats that are way above center field or just above the batter's eye. It's crazy to see seats up there. Um, it's cool. I would love to have gone, you know. So, you know, shout out to everyone who's there. Tuesday, the Angels lose four to two. Uh, Heaney pitched six innings, gave up five hits, two runs, uh, three walks, five strikeouts. But Gray, the pitcher for the uh, the the Rockies, pitched well. I mean, other than the up and two run home run, the Angels didn't do much. You right?
1: Know? They had him on. They had him on the ropes in the beginning. I think it was the first inning. Right. Right. Um, you know, and they weren't able to get anything across. I think it was one of those things where once that happened, and Gray kind of settled into what. You know, he's because he's normally their better pitcher. Um, he settled in, and the Angels weren't able to get any kind of consistent contact on his ball at all. And I think, even like you said, the two run home run off of or the Upton hit was off one of the bullpen guys, so it wasn't like it was on the right, starter. Right, um, You know, again, the close kind of like was the Seattle game. It's a close game, two to four. You're asked to put yourself in a situation to, to pull it away at, at the end. You, you were. Um, so, you know, not exactly the best time to lose, but. You know, but Haney, again, six innings, two runs, uh, 86 innings uh, pitches. So, you know, good outing by him. Um, you know, but two to four, it, it wasn't – it's not terrible. It's no, not a terrible loss. We talked
0: about it before, man. Six, you know, six innings pitched and less than three runs is a quality start, and Haney gave right. us a quality start. Exactly. Um, Upton's heating up, though, you know. Uh, yeah, I got some numbers on him we can yeah, talk about later. We'll talk yeah. about that when we get to, like, kind of the breakdowns and stuff. So then that brought us on to Wednesday's game and a rare early start game. I mean, I for I when you text me that uh, Upton hit that two run home run, I kind I I totally forgot that they were right. playing that early. It was like eleven something in the morning, right? Yeah,
1: because it's twelve o'clock or something over there. Right. So that's that's always a kind of the weird thing too when they have like a East Coast game that's a mid midday game. It's yeah twelve o'clock or one o'clock there, but you like turn around 10, and they, yeah here. Time. So you're like oh wow.
0: Yeah. yeah, I was like, what? So anyway, Berea continues to, you know, pitch well. I'm not right. going too deep into games, but if he can give us five innings from a 21-year-old who's just kind of— Yeah, young
1: arm to try to develop it, not, not real over, green. overtax it, which mm-hmm. is a smart move to do right now.
0: Yeah, five hits, no runs, one walk, seven strikeouts. Um, home runs by Cozart, then Rivera. And then the one thing that stood out, and you talked about it on your solo show on the podcast last week, Dan. You know, Justin Anderson came in and just kind of just— Every time he comes in, I feel like they're not going to do anything against him.
1: Yeah, this guy has been a real um, diamond in the rough, I guess you could say, because kind of what the Angels did last year with the Blake Parkers and the uh, Petites, you know, and even Keegan Milton for a little bit too, these guys that um, no one really knew, wasn't a household name at all, um, comes and delivers and, and puts up the numbers that, you would hope for a guy to be put in that situation, and, and he's come in right away, rookie, and, and been able to eat up innings and also get out of some um, tough situations.
0: Yeah, he's, he, again, di- like like you said, diamond in the rough for sure. No one expected this kid to do what he's doing and comes in throwing gas, and, and he's got a nice little like off-speed pitch, so. With that done, the Angels split the two-game, short two-game set in Colorado, which was fine. I mean, you don't want to lose the series. So, you know, you lost the first one. You got to win the second one, and they did, you know. And then looking at the at the numbers quickly, I think in May, we've only got two losses or maybe three.
1: So, yeah, uh, two Colorado. losses. Yeah, well, one against Seattle and one against Colorado, yeah. two this week.
0: So, I mean, so far, so good, guys. Like you mentioned, Dan, you go to win a series. And uh, coming up, you know, the Angels are got a, like a, what is it, an 11, 10-game homestand? Yeah, I think this is
1: going to be the longest homestand 11. of the of the season, so yeah. um, so definitely, if, and again, uh, this is one of the questions in the email we'll get to later, but they got to start doing better at home, and so we'll see with this long homestand what they can do.
0: 11 games, you know, and in, in, in between, uh, you know, not a bad team in Minnesota, but a, a really good team in Houston, and then, you know, they should handle the race, but... We're going to go ahead and uh, uh, take a quick break so we can get a word in from our sponsors. And then when we come back from the other side of the break, we'll just kind of break down uh, some things that we kind of want to talk about. And then we'll get into the poll question and, I, and the, uh, the listener email. So we'll be back after a word from our great sponsors. <laughs> Vicious. Listen to my show, the Punk Corner on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. Thank you to our sponsors. You know, uh, like I said, uh, groomgoon.com and um, you know www.epicradiotv.com for the Punk Corner every Thursday from five to seven. And then again, the Alley Cat SoCal. Check them out. The Alley Cat SoCal at the AlleyCatSoCal.BigCartel.com and then on Instagram, same thing. The Alley Cat SoCal. All right, let's get into it real quick here. Uh, the Angels have an eleven-game homestand coming up here, and like we said, four games versus the Twins, followed by three games with Houston. Then we're going to end the the homestand with four games against the Rays. Um, Twins not a not a bad team. They, they kind of struggled early. Um, kind of, you know, one of those teams where, you know, they're still kind of, I mean, in the mix to do something, you know, it's early in the season.
1: Yeah, they are. I mean, they're still in the mix and a lot of the issues they're having right now at the beginning of the season is a lot of injuries, a lot of injury to key players. Um, uh, who am I thinking I was supposed to, might be activated this week on the team, their center fielder.
0: Uh, oh, uh, Buxton.
1: Buxton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been on the DL for a little bit and. I don't know if it's going to be this weekend or the next series. This just hope for the next series. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, coming up, they're going to get a key player back in him. Um, but, yeah, kind of like what you were saying, they're not a bad team. They're hovering right around that 500 mark. Um, but, again, too, you kind of expect if the Angels are as good as a lot of people think they are, they should be able to take advantage of this and at least be able to get at the minimum a split of this four-game series, um, ideally get three out of one. Um, but we'll see with the first game going on tonight, Thursday night, so um, with right. with Richards on the mound. So hopefully, um, if the same Richards shows up that did in Seattle, they should be able to get the first win underneath their belt this this series, and, and yeah. they can go on from there. And then
0: uh, Friday, tomorrow, we'll all be there. We will all be there. Including the curator. Yes. the Curator Johnson. For the Simmons bobblehead. And how could we miss it if you guys follow all of us on Halo Haven or you follow us on our personal pages? You guys know that we're bobblehead collectors. Actually, more more uh, Chris because that guy's got everything. Yeah, we
1: were just kind of you know. there. Chris actually <laughs> is the collect. yeah.
0: But uh, uh, tomorrow, Skaggs is going against a guy who was kind of out there uh, last year or you know, at the end of this year in the offseason market was Lance Lynn. A lot of people were talking that Lance Lynn might have ended up on the Angels. He didn't. He ended up in, in Minnesota. Hasn't been doing that great.
1: No, he's a 1-3 with a 720, uh, 7.28 ERA. So, again, he's, he's had a half – hard beginning of the year, but I'm not sure how much of that is because he missed the majority of his spring training holding out and not yeah. really getting into the groove like most pitchers do, so I don't know if that means this is those other starts were more like his spring training starts and just maybe trying to work and get himself in shape, get himself into the motion, and now maybe he can start coming around, um, but again, no one you want to take lightly, because he does have stuff that where he can shut you down, um, but yeah, Skag's coming also uh, pitching Friday night.
0: Yeah, so I mean... We're, you know, and Skaggs again—he's one of those guys where, at least, you know, hopefully he can give you five. But when he's on, he's on, and and that's a you know that's a Skaggs we've all kind of wanted to see on a consistent basis. So yeah, ton of, ton of potential, ton
1: of potential, always had, and so he hopefully he could put it together for. You know, a full season, because he's also been hurt by injuries here and there. Tommy John one year, then the oblique injury, I think, was last year.
0: Lingering Uh, lingering injuries. Yeah,
1: so hopefully this can be a season where he puts it all together, stays healthy, and is able to be a solid, you know, number three, number four guy Mm. behind uh, Richards and Otani.
0: Yeah. What you guys got to remember is we still got guys who, like, are injured. Like, everyone seems to have forgotten about Matt Shoemaker. You know, obviously we lost JC all season right. long, but it's just kind of in a trope, yeah. And but we still have depth enough to where we're like, oh yeah, we're okay. You know, and that's what we were talked talked about earlier in the season, where like we might not have the standout names, but we got depth, right? And decent depth. You know, we yes. got, we brought a guy in like Berea, who no one expected anything from, and look at him. You know, pitching pretty decently. Exactly. You know, so um, I have some key notes that I want to talk about here, Dan. But do we want to get into the poll question now? Yeah, we can do the
1: poll question now. Um, again, follow us on Twitter at Halo underscore Haven. Um, I'll post a question there every Monday morning, or at least I try to do Monday morning, and it's just about something that's happened, something that's that's going to happen, um, you know, just a random question. So this week with Cole struggling and him being sat down for the past, I don't know, was it, four games, um, and they brought up, Uh, Jabari Blash for a little bit but the question was who do you want in right field and the options were you know Cole Blash and Young and 55% said Cole 32% Blash and 13% uh, Young and not uh, Eric Young but Chris Young I guess I should have said that um so yeah so those results um Cole's been really struggling the last you know since the season um He's batting 145, yeah. nine home run or nine RBIs. He has one home run and another or two extra base hits, but one of them was on opening day. I think he just barely got a double like last week. Yeah, so yeah, he's been struggling. Um,
0: struggling is almost an understatement. Yeah. It almost feels like he's defeated once he goes up to the plate. Even like the first pitch will come and he just swings through a like 92 mile per hour fastball right out over the plate, and you're like wow, he's probably not going to see another pitch like that. And then he does, and he does nothing with it. He's been, man, I mean, just, you know, I think the struggles are highlighted more because we're so used to be having a consistent Cole Calhoun. We haven't seen him in a stretch like this yet, and it's kind of frustrating, you know, because he's been coming up in situations where we kind of needed him to do something, and he hasn't. Um, you know, I refrain from answering this question <laughs> because I didn't really want to get too involved with it, Um you know, Blash. Uh, obviously, what he was doing in, in Salt Lake City was impressive. Um, but he, it's Salt Lake City it's, again, it's Triple A baseball, and he came up for a few games. He actually, you, you know, yeah, broke right, the news yeah, to me. I guess right,
1: right before we started recording, uh, I saw that they have activated Keegan Middleton tonight for the game, and then sent Blash down to Triple A Salt Lake.
0: So you know. End of the day, Cole Calhoun should be our right fielder. Right. But, just, again, he can't be playing games when he's just not doing anything. And so should did the right thing by, by replacing him, giving him a few days off, maybe decompress, clear his mind. Yeah, I don't know what happens. Yeah,
1: know? and it kind of my thing was because I, vote, I voted for Cole just because of the fact that, yeah, his offense isn't great at all, but Blash wasn't exactly killing the ball, you know. No. And, and he hasn't in his career, Blash. But at least if that's not going to happen, at least Cole gives you that. Um, threat with his arm or that coverage in the outfield I mean he I don't care what anyone says about his offense and his struggles defensively he's probably he's definitely the best uh, outfielder uh, defensively that we have I mean Trout's getting better don't get me wrong and he's taking a lot of steps this year but consistently Cole's the best outfielder the Angels have right now and he's able to um, throw guys throw guys out at home cover a lot of ground um, you know, has, a, like I said, rocket for an arm. So if you're going to tell me that both g- options are going to be really horrible at offense, I'm going to take the guy that's going likely going to save you runs um, in the outfield.
0: Absolutely, man. So the people spoke. They were all in favor of Cole Calhoun, and that's fine, as as I think they should be. You know, it's Cole Calhoun. You know? Um, there's another question I wanted to raise, and I wanted to get your opinion, Dan, as I was kind of going over my notes this morning, and I was just like, okay, one thing I, I did, you know, everyone's kind of been on Cole Calhoun for not doing anything. But Ian Kinsler uh, really hasn't been lighting up the offensive you know, scoreboards here. And uh, my question to you is, Kinsler or Cozart at the top of the lineup?
1: Uh, it's kind of funny, too, because you say that. And then Cozart, too, was going through a, sh- uh, a stretch where yeah. he was struggling. He wasn't doing much. And then in Colorado, they switched them. They put Cozart in the, in the leadoff spot, which if you remember back at the beginning of the season – when Kozart was having a good beginning of the season, when Kinsler was out, they put him at the beginning yeah. of the, uh, the leadoff, and for a reason, that's where he excelled. Right, right. Um, and then you put him in Colorado, hits a home run, and so I think you put Kozart there. Granted, Kinsler's more of your traditional leadoff hitter. He's played leadoff, or he's hit leadoff almost his whole career, right. but right now with what, how everything's going, I would definitely put Kozart um, leadoff until that well um, runs dry, which I don't see happening, but right for whatever reason – and the funny part to me is, too, is leadoff batter, you're only the lead, you're only guaranteed to be the leadoff batter once. Right. Right? So, right. so Kinsler or Kozart, whoever you want, will lead off the first inning. Great. But the next time they come up in the third or the fourth, they could be the third guy up, and right. you're not the leadoff anymore. So, right. to me, I guess it's a mental thing, but I would definitely, because of the uh, struggles Kinsler's had and the success Kozart's had, I would definitely have put um, Kozart in the –
0: Lead off spot. Yeah, why do you think – here's my question. Another question for you. Why do you think people aren't so on Kinsler as far as, like, what is he doing? What is he doing? Oh, because he's
1: not an angel. I mean, he's an angel, but he's a fresh angel, and no one – I mean, I, I'm not saying they don't know who he is, but I'm guessing if you go around Angel Stadium and just say, oh, who's, the, who's his number, you know, whatever. And, oh, okay, that's Trout. Oh, whose number? That's Oh, okay, that's Pujols. Yeah. But then you give them Kinsler's number, and they're going to be like, um, uh, you Kinsler, know. Kinsler. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, uh, is it uh, Kinsler? yeah, Kinsler. Okay. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. You know, you say, oh, who's played second base? They're going to say Kinsler. But I'm right. saying he's not a household name in the Angel community like a Cole Calhoun who's right. been with the team, who's been brought up with the team, who you've seen have great seasons. You know, I don't know how many people are aware of Kinsler's past with you know oh, yeah. with with Detroit <laughs> and with Texas. Like I'm, I'm, you know, some people might be thinking, oh, I don't know where he came from. You know, so I'm thinking it's more just the fact that he's not a household name unless you're an actual like you follow the off season and you see where these guys come from and their past from here and there kind of deal. So I think that's more of a reason why people aren't on the um, aren't as hard on him, say as Cole.
0: Yeah, it, it's weird. I look at the numbers and I'm like, "Ooh, that's, he's not doing too great either." And yeah, like I
1: mean, he's still batting one. He's still under the 200. Yeah, so he's yeah. not like he's um, shouldn't be being no. criticized. But I think, um, kind of like I was saying, he's just he's not a household name. He, if you find a casual baseball fan, I don't think you're not go- you're not gonna know. Who Kinsler is, or who you know Ian Kinsler from the Angels, or they might still think he's on Detroit. I don't know. Or even the Rangers, and maybe maybe people
0: remember him. Oh, he's on the Rangers. No, he was actually in Detroit. Then he went to the Angels. Exactly. Yeah. So okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you said, you only lead off once, um, but you know, the lead off spot, like you said, it's all mental. It's it's really just the first inning trying to get a jump start for the for the right lineup early, but. You know, once you get to the bottom of the lineup, you want the top guy when the lineup turns over to be a guy who can probably, you know, if the ninth batter got on, you know, he's the guy who can maybe hit the gap somewhere or maybe uh, yeah. hit a home run for you. And and Kenzer is that guy. He's just not in the groove right now. I feel like he can be that guy because he's a 20, 25 plus home run guy his whole career. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, it's just a matter of turning turning it around. But Kozart is, you know, we like you said, at the beginning of the year was doing his job. We moved him back to the top of the lineup and uh, he could just started heating up again. So hopefully he can continue to do that depending, you know, whether he's on the top of the lineup or not. Uh, let's get into the uh, email questions of the week. Like, we, you know, if you guys want to send us your emails, comments, concerns, whatever, anything. It doesn't have to be a question. It could be just a comment. Go ahead and reach us at podcast at gmail.com. That's All Angels podcast. At gmail.com the first email kind of we talked about it, you know, you know Um, Jason camp big shout out he he, one of the guys who emails us on a regular He said, how's it going guys? So going into Seattle? I looked at the series as another test for the angels Seattle's a very good team and we took two out of three and to be honest We should have won on Saturday with Colorado coming up another solid opponent. Can the Angels take the two-game set? Obviously, they didn't but a split is good um we talked about it we agree seattle was a nice test for us the angels took two out of three and you're right should have been a sweet if we were able to win that saturday game so you know rel- we were in every game and even the game that we lost so um it says a lot i i agree i think i think it says that the angels you know um uh you know c- can compete against al west teams uh at al east though oh and six against them uh <laughs> we'll see we got well not oh and six They're
1: three and six because they swept uh, baltimore
0: uh, do they really count though? Yeah, <laughs> I <guess not>. big. <laughs> they Big AAA. Really good AL East teams. Yeah, the top. Let's yeah, because I think uh, Baltimore had like eight wins coming they in. They still soon. do. Yeah, that's. I mean, when you look at the Angels who have like twenty-one wins, and you got the Orioles who have eight. Dude. Yeah, I, I do not want to be there. <laughs> All right. Our next question comes from Rob Lastings, and he says, "Hey guys, great show. Way to hold down the fort, Daniel. Uh, Thank you." Where was the? Where has a curator been? We already kind of answered that question. He's a busy guy. He's like an administrator for one of our private high schools out here, and he's also the uh, head JV baseball coach. Right. So he's he's a busy man, but again, we'll uh, hopefully we'll see him soon. And once the season or the season, well, yeah, the season and the year wraps up for him. Uh, so here it is. He said, <laughs> we kind of just answer this question. But shoot, shout out to Rob for the question. Anyway, with Calhoun struggles and Blash being called up playing the last few days, do you see the Angels just platooning out in field more? Do you see that? I mean, I yeah, I think so. If it continues. I think, yeah, I,
1: mean, I think, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're going to see a Calhoun Young um, platoon more now that Blash isn't up there. Right. But I wouldn't be surprised if they gave him a couple games to say, hey, here's what's going on. See if he can work out. Because part of me, is too, is thinking if he's, if he's struggling... Yeah, the time off is great to kind of get your mind right, but at the end of the day, you kind of have to hit your way out of the slump. You can't just automatically take a week off or however long it's been and then come in and hit three or four, you know, the first night. You're going to, this is going to be something that has to work its way through. You know, maybe he gets a hit or maybe he doesn't even get a hit tonight, but maybe he makes solid contact with a hand, with a couple, um, couple balls. Maybe they're right. hard line drives that just or, happen or to find productive
0: outs, even. right? Yeah.
1: You know, so, um, I wouldn't be looking for him right away, at least to you know put up you know two for three or, or um, a home run and three RBI kind of game, but more how's he look at the plate? Is he confident? Is he making solid contact? So if he goes zero for three or zero for four tonight, but he's making solid contact. I don't think the Angels in anyway are going to be like, okay, well, we need to start platooning them. It's going to yeah. be those times where, like kind of like what you say, where he looks overmatched when he's at the plate. He yeah. looks like he doesn't know what's coming next. He's hitting these little dribblers that are barely getting out of the infield kind of deal. Um, then I would think you would start seeing more of that um, platoon possibility. But as of right now, I would think they might give him this, this series to kind of see how he's going, and then maybe if still it's kind of a rough go-about, um, maybe then, starting on um, against the, against Houston, maybe you start seeing more of that platoon possibility. I,
0: and I think for sure, like against a left hander, he might not be getting the starts. You know, yeah, Chris oh Young yeah, that's, that's I mean that's
1: what, when you say you platoon, know? that's why I figured he'll get the starts against righties, yeah. and uh, Young would get the starts against uh, lefties,
0: right? Because you know before it, 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 it didn't matter. Calhoun was playing against a left hander, right? He, he, he was never he was yeah. he was
1: always the main guy. It was, to me, I was thinking about it too because talking about Upton, he's on a tear. It was, it Angels heating up big time. Yeah, Angels have been on the last handful of years. Man, we can't find a left fielder. Man, we can't find left field. No, then it's the one, right the, yeah. So the one year now we got a left fielder that everyone feels confident in, and it's like, oh, but now our, our, our right, right field fielder. Is, is struggling. So it's like, you if there's not if it's not one, it's another kind of deal.
0: Man, what are you talking? We always had a left fielder. His name was Josh Hamilton, baby. Yeah, and then the Gentry
1: <laughs> Nava experiment with a little Gentry. bit of with a little bit of uh, Marte was out there we for had, a little bit. Uh,
0: Matt Joyce out there. Joyce was out there. Um, Dang, I think Howie Kendrick played left field a few times. I
1: don't know if he played left field until, after, until he went to the Dodgers. No, I, Did he? I remember
0: him being oh, okay. out May, Maybe. I don't know. I could, I could be wrong. Yeah, but, it's, but
1: it was a revolving door left for yeah. the longest time, but now it seems they got that set up don't, now. It's don't forget right.
0: Shane Victorino.
1: Victorino, the flying Hawaiian. Wow. Well, How can you forget about him? Going back
0: now. All right, so the next question comes from Zach. Uh, Zach's uh, one of the guys who always comments on like the Halo Haven uh, page. Um, so he's been emailing us too. Thanks Zach for sending in your emails. Uh, I like this question because it has to do with our good friends over at the Inland Empire six. Not so much, but he was there, but our good friends, he at the made Inland an empire appearance. 66ers. Yeah. Uh, he said, Hey guys, what are your thoughts on the angels prospect Griffin canning? Do you think uh, we'll see him within two or three seasons? Zach, we, we've kind of talked about him on a few podcasts because he was, he made two starts and then an empire. I was there for his last start. And, uh, Dan actually got an interview with him. Um, earlier before the season started that we did we play on the show we did yeah we we? played on the show and i kind
1: of figured it would be a good time to get an interview when i did because from all the reports and if you read the articles he was a guy that the angels kind of circled and had an express kind of plan to get him up to double a and eventually up to triple a by the end by the end of this year um Two to three years, I think that's on the conservative side. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't be surprised by the end of uh, next season. Next maybe. season, beginning of next, probably. You know, he's going to be one of those guys that's definitely going to be in the mix. Right. Kind of like a Hammy is this year, where if injuries happen.
0: He's going to come up. He's
1: going to come up, especially because if they don't want to send, he's going to have options. So if you know he comes up. And he pitches a game, and they can send him back down without you know losing right. anything really. So um, I would expect him more so the one to two year deal than the two to three year.
0: And and I was there for one of his starts, and I will say this: he's uh, got a, a hell of a breaking ball from the from what I saw. Um, it was uh, the day that I went. It was like a ten in the morning game on a Wednesday.
1: Yeah, you want to say early game? Yeah. At least at least when the Colorado they're playing Colorado, at least it was in a different time zone. Right. They're playing ten o'clock in here and, our time. Yeah.
0: Um, I was there and I couldn't see the uh the speed up, the pitch speed on the uh, on the radar gun. They do have one there in Inland Empire, but it was like really bright that day and you couldn't see it out in the outfield. So I don't know how you know where on the radar he was, but it looked like he was uh, sneaky fast and uh, like like his fastball comes at you, and I think his breaking ball is what kind of sets up that fastball. Right? right. So I'm sure it probably makes it look a couple miles oh, an yeah. hour quicker yeah. than and what it actually is. I would, you know, I. If you gave me, hey, well, how fast you think? I would say probably ninety-two to ninety-four, you know. Um, but his delivery is kind of—I don't want to say herky-jerky, but it's r- kind of really over the top, where you don't see it as often, and it's—it's it's kind of like a—I don't know—you—you'd uh, have to—you'd have to, to uh, kind of look at it. Um, but his delivery kind of helps him. Um, I guess it's a little deceiving, and uh, he pitched well that day, and uh, he's been one of those guys, like you know, he's been pitching well. At, he pitched well in his last start in Double A, I believe, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, he has seven starts so far. So if you count the two and single, and then the five and double, um, seven starts. He hasn't really gone deep in any of the games, but I think that's more part of the plan than, yeah, um, than anything. But he's gone seven starts. He has a one point six nine ERA. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's between Double and Single A. But a guy that definitely has a lot of promise. Now that Jaime Berea is, mm. is, I mean, if you look on the prospect list. You have um Otani one and then Berea was like six. Yeah. So I mean, if you take those guys out, he's a top ten prospect. I think he'd be like at uh eight or seven if you took those two guys that are in the on the team out right. of that prospect, um off that prospect list. So he's definitely a guy the Angels have circled. And he's a little bit older because he went to college. So I can see him again trying to um give him the express train to Salt Lake. So I wouldn't be surprised if after the All-Star break, or maybe, you know, a couple weeks after the All-Star break, they take him up to A and let him see how he does with, you know, ma- a ma- still minor leagues, but um, more major league talent there than Double yeah, A for true. sure.
0: Um, I think you're right with the pitch, him going deep, because of the game that I went to, he had only thrown like four and two-thirds, and he, he was only maybe at like 40-something pitches. And they took him out with, like, nobody on and two out. Yeah,
1: and yeah, he, I think there's, you know, yeah. These, this month they're only going to top out yeah. at these main pitches. Yeah. And next month maybe they bump it up to this right. main pitches. So he's, yeah. on, he's on the ex, you know the, the plan to get there, but they're going to take their time and they're going to do it right.
0: Yeah, and that's good. That's good because, you know, we all know about, like, guys like Steven Strasburg and, and guys who like that who kind of overworked their arms and, right. you know, getting to where they were, to where they are now. Next email comes from our friend, Mike Vigil. He says, so far, so good in May, guys, but here we go. We're coming home. <laughs> Been a bit of a different team at the Big A. Uh, yeah, kind of touched on that a little bit. Does Middleton slide right back into the closers role coming off the D? I'll keep up the great work, guys. Appreciate what you guys do. Thanks a lot, Mike, for the compliment there. Um, I, I don't know if, if Middleton was ever uh, announced as the closer. Not officially, but – He was being used as yeah, the closer.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's everything but – a." Right. Yeah, he's I, he's the closer. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I don't know what social. Why social doesn't like to label it, but I. Yeah, I think he comes in and starts closing games when he be because he's a guy that high energy, velocity. Mm-hmm. He's, he wants the ball out there. Um, he's confident. Um, something that you can't really say about like a guy like Cam Bedrosian. Right now it almost seems like he's not confident in, his, in himself. And Keenan is a guy who is confident, you know?
1: Yeah, and, and what he was saying, I think he slides right in back to that. I mean, he got activated today, so we could find out as soon as tonight. Yeah, hopefully we uh, do have the lead, so we can find out. Yeah, so I think he slides in there. And the thing is, though, because no one ran away with that closer spot when he was gone. I mean, if Cam's a little different, maybe he, he when he does get in there, he shuts it down, and, and he, you know, yeah. shut out innings left and right. Uh, Maybe then, yeah, okay, he has the hot hand. You keep Cam there. But but since no one um, stepped in there and took it, I don't think they're going to mess around. And I think they'll put him right back on the the closer side of the bullpen.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. And as far as the Angels at the Big A, yeah, you know what? It's early, though, guys. You know, we can't really – oh, they're horrible at home. Sure, I mean, whatever. I I mean, they'll come around.
1: If you look at it, they played better teams – at home than they yeah. have on the road. I mean, I mean Yankees
0: you, and Red Sox who swept us, and that's six games that we lost out. Yeah,
1: I mean, you go to uh, you go to uh, Kansas City and Texas.
0: Texas is towards the
1: bottom. Um, Cleveland
0: was a decent team.
1: Cle- Cleveland was a decent – well, even now they're 500, so they're a 500 team. But um, you play Oakland, both Oakland, home and away, so that kind of cancels it out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Baltimore or um, New York and Boston, those are probably the two teams where if you get – two games, three games out of those two series, um, the record looks a lot better. So, I mean, I wouldn't freak out about it now, but it is nice that they know that when they go on the road, they are taking advantage of of what they have over there.
0: Absolutely. Okay. So our next question comes from Duncan Healy, another guy who, you know, is a, is a, uh, uh, frequent emailer, uh, from Dead Horse, Alaska. I like saying that. Yeah. Uh, he said, hey, good solo show, guys. How awesome to experience these holes milestones. Absolutely. Every time, you know, you were able to see. I was getting goosebumps the day we were there hoping that. He yeah. Everyone, it was
1: crazy, though, because like I said, everyone was standing. Everyone energy, everyone stopped what they were doing. Yeah. Everyone, you know, pulled out their phone and was recording yeah. everything.
0: On a Thursday night, mind you. Oh,
1: it. yeah. And so it was definitely, it's definitely awesome to see yeah. um, the fans get involved in some kind of big milestone. And I'm right. sure – when the Angels signed Albert to that huge deal, they weren't expecting the type of production that he had in in uh, St. Louis. Right. But with all these milestones coming up, whether it was the six hundred or five hundred or six hundred home run, the um, three thousand hit, or even um, other stuff coming up, I'm sure that's what they expected to get fans into the seats.
0: Right. You know, three thousand is a huge thing. There's only what what they say thirty, right? And then something he
1: like and he's the lowest drafted. Person to get into the 3000 club. He, right. you know, he drafted 402nd overall, which right. is crazy.
0: And only the second Dominican player. Right. With all the Dominican superstars that we've had and Hall of Famers, or not so much Hall of Famers, but just superstars that we've had, he's only the second one. Adrian Beltrade is the only one, and he's active player yeah, too, the, so yeah. which is crazy. That's good. So, uh, so he says, My question is Does Pujols hit the 2000 RBR mark this season? Um, that's funny because you, you I said that at, at the game, when we yeah. were at
1: the game, we, you know, they put their, their career or they, they did for Albert because of the milestone, but right. um, the one thing that stood out to me, I was like, Oh wow, he's really close to 2000 RBIs. And we started talking about it, going back and forth. And do you, uh, do you think, do you think you're gonna, he's going to get it? And I thought, yeah, now the question he's going to get it eventually. That's, the, but yeah, the no question doubt. is, is, is when do you think it's gonna be this year? Is it next I year? I think for it's sure? going to be
0: this year. I think he, he goes on those where he's just. On fire, just it, – it's it's weird, too, because it's like before you know it, he's at 80 RBIs. Right. And you're like, where the heck did this come from? For as,
1: for as much struggles as he's been, but I think like the last two seasons, he's
0: been the Angels' uh, leading RBI guy. Yeah, and it's it's because, you know what, the guys that get on in front of him. Right. And then when he makes an out, it's an out where he hits a fly ball, a guy scores, or he hits a ground ball in the hole where obviously he's out, but the guy scores from third, you know, where he, he just puts the ball in play. Um, you know, so – I think he can get it this year. I think he really I, can. I do. T- I mean, you, you look have to finish with what a hundred something RBIs this season.
1: Not even that, because I'm looking at him right now, and he's got like. I should have done the math, but he has a hundred, or he has 21 right now, and right. so career wise, he has uh, 1939. Oh yeah. So He'll he he there. so he was already
0: over 1900 yeah. when the season started. He'll and, get there.
1: Yeah, and so definitely looking at the season or his past handful of he seasons.
0: 90 like something RBIs last year, right or was it No, he 100? had
1: actually 101 last year, 119 the year before that, and then even the year before that he had 95 and then one oh was it 105.
0: Okay, think like Dan just said, guys, think about what he He's, he's just pretty much right around
1: now. 100 RBIs yeah. every year give or take 5.
0: But still, that yeah. is
1: enough to where it would he would get that yeah. by the end of the oh, year. He's getting there.
0: He's getting there, Duncan. He's um, getting
1: there and there there will be a yeah, part of the year he, after. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think they'll do it this year. It seems because I think yeah. if he gets it, it'll definitely be like at the last month of the year. So I think putting that together super quick will, will be too yeah will be too quick.
0: What I was thinking before because you know we're going to the game tomorrow and it's a Simmons Gold Glove bobblehead. Why not a Maldonado Gold Glove bobblehead? Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't come out with that. It's it, it's his first Gold Glove, right? It's, it's a it's a it's, it's a, a good like, milestone. Yeah. I don't know if because
1: Simmons has been on the team longer, he has more cachet with with the fans more fans recognize them yeah. and and
0: but um i would love the maldonado they, i mean the, the good stuff. thing though
1: too about like the angels and i think we talked about this but like a season preview was um the bobbleheads they are doing this year aren't all mike trout i mean mike Trout doesn't have a single bobblehead this year we're doing in an
0: Inland empire, an Inland empire
1: one. yeah but what for me is perfectly fine because i've gotten oh, yeah. like we got like six, six of them. in yeah. the last two years yeah. which is cool but you've got to see a Simmons get a bobblehead. You know, Albert's going to get the bobblehead. Double Otani. Double Otani. Um, so you're happy to see those kind of bobbleheads, which is cool. And Vladimir, right? Vladimir, Vladimir is a Hall of Fame, fame. one, which is – I like – I wish they did more of those throwback ones. Yeah. Throw. You know, maybe a, a Angels Ryan. Hall of Ryan. Yeah, Nolan Ryan well, one.
0: Did we have Nolan Ryan last
1: year? Oh, we did have yeah, Nolan we did Ryan Nolan we Nolan know. last year, yeah. Either Nolan Ryan one or okay, Vlad this year. Maybe next year you get – Tim Salmon. Tim Salmon or yeah. whatever, yeah. so – going back to the original the original before we go on a tangent (laughs) but yeah he'll definitely get it by
0: the end of this year for sure
1: um it's just going to be a question of when um and then the bobblehead coming
0: next year it could come sooner than later guys yeah definitely he also said i also checked out the halo com, probably because you mentioned it so we'll start mentioning it more i didn't see a profile or any johnny mags what's up with that (laughs) keep up the good work i don't know you'll have to talk to the curator he's the guy that kind of like um he so does it, yeah. Yeah, he he runs the, the the website, and I know he's been busy, so he can't really. We get gotta on find
1: that. a picture, and then we also gotta have him write a. Uh,
0: I did do a. a thing. Oh, I did okay. it's on Instagram. My, okay, my was it a bio? A Bio, or whatever. Yeah, my bio is on the Instagram, but I'm not HaloHaven.com. We could probably work on yet. We could probably
1: work on that. Send your hate mail to Chris. <laughs> I, I can, get I, I, yeah, yeah. Chris I, can get I can get into it, so I'm sure we're good on that.
0: But no, uh, thanks, Duncan, again for always. And then our last email comes from Daniel Ortega. Hey, guys, we're a week away. We're a week and a half into May, and Otani is a legit. Is, a, is Otani a legit All Star? We'd love to see another angel in the All Star game alongside Trout. If not Otani, who would you consider an All Star to this point? Wow, that's a. I don't think anybody on the team other than Trout and Otani are. I would say Simmons. Simmons,
1: because well, see what the thing is though. What I always had to deal standout all stars. Yeah, what well, well, yeah, like a runaway all stars yeah. would definitely be Trout and Otani, and Simmons yeah. would be the one where you're it's not sure. But horse. I think with with the all star games and it being in the middle of the year, you kind of have to take into consideration kind of like the back half of last year and the beginning of this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think Simmons did a really good job getting his name out there um, with the Gold Glove and everything like that. So right. now coming into this year he's on people's radar. Cause last year I thought he could, he should have been a, uh, an all-star. Yeah, for sure. But again, he wasn't really known. You had, um, Lindor from Cleveland that just got out of the world series. So he's nationally known yeah, now. So you have that going for him, but now with Simmons and Lindor taking a step back a little bit, but with Simmons, again, that golden glove and, and being able to, to, uh, you know, Otani's bringing more attention to the team. So now he's gaining more attention. Also, I mm-hmm. think, um, I think it's going to be Trout and Otani being all stars, but it wouldn't shock me if Simmons was the third one that got I kind would, of snuck in there. I would love
0: it if it were Simmons. Yes. Um, I don't see any of our pitchers getting in there. Obviously, we don't have a legit, like, a. Uh Shut down closer. Unless Otani
1: so. goes as a pitcher, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> he, where would he go? Would he go as a DH?
0: Would he go? I think in the All Star game they would make the exception and let him hit and pitch in it. You, well, I know, I know the they
1: would, but the the question would: Would, would the Angels it allow, allow it? it to happen? Yeah, pick one or the other. Like, um, you can't do the the home run derby on one day and the next day be the pitch the seventh kind of deal.
0: He'll probably hit because the Angels, you know, the Angels will probably say let him hit so that his arm doesn't get used yeah, it doesn't up. get used up. Yeah, you know, and and honestly, I you would want to see him hit rather than, I would think I would have right. seen him then pitch in an all-star game. Yeah. You know? Um, But yeah. Uh, aside from Otani and, and Trout, Yeah. I would, I would go with Simmons. Um, you know, unless, somewhat, unless up then really starts to yeah, heat up. That's a thing though. He is, you're, you're still
1: kind of, you're still kind of out enough to where if, yeah, we got about if, a if, month and a half. Yeah, before if if, if a player gets on some kind of heat, sh- heat mm-hmm. streak and, and can put up some major numbers, then they, they're they going to be right back in it. But um, as we stand right now, yeah, I think those 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 three are the more safe uh, Angels to get in the All-Star game. For
0: sure. So, again, thank you guys for all your email questions. You can email us at podcast at com. Again, it doesn't have to be questions. It could be comments. It could just be your what you're thinking, what's on your mind about Angels baseball. And we'll definitely try to read it and get you shouted out on here. Um, I don't know if there's anything else we want to get into. I think that we're going to start wrapping it up. Here.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's it. Again, kind of what we were saying, the Twins – uh, a- uh, Astros and Rays are the next home stands, so it's mm-hmm. gonna be a long home stand. To try to get out, uh, we'll be there tomorrow. Um, if you're gonna be at the game, the Simmons bobblehead, and we'll be walking around, so yeah, stop by. I will be at all three games, uh, man, Friday, man. Saturday, and Sunday. He's so, in, he,
0: and if he could have been there today, he would have, yeah, he, but he didn't because he I could have got tickets, yeah,
1: but um. <laughs> So get out to the game. I mean, it's gonna be a long homestand. Um, hopefully, you guys can at least catch one. Yeah. Um, Mother's Day, Happy Mother's Day to all you uh, yeah, baseball sure. moms out there taking no kids doubt. taking kids to practice and um, you know, thank you for Screaming everything you d- from the stands. Yeah, that's my baby. Yeah. Um, thank you for everything you do. Um, I'll be there Mother's Day with my mom, obviously. Sure, so uh, nothing better than a,
0: a baseball game on Mother's Day. Yeah. Hell yeah, man! Happy Mother's Day to all the ladies out there and even the single dads who are moms too, man! Happy father slash mother's day because you know guys who are stepping it up uh as as both parents too they're out there so yes big shout out to you guys too but anyway man follow us on uh on twitter at what is it man i'll let you do that yeah twitter
1: and instagram is this the same um but it's halo underscore haven um on instagram and on twitter halo underscore haven and then from there too you'll see you know uh johnny and myself are on there all the time so um you can see our personal Instagrams from there or our personal Twitters from there. But um, definitely if you want to reach out to the podcast or Halo Haven in general, um, the quickest way is to do that way. Uh, Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and on Instagram.
0: And again, if you guys want to check out the uh, actual web page, it's com
1: With a Johnny Mags bio soon to come.
0: <laughs> Thanks, uh, Duncan. Other than that, man, we're gonna wrap it up. We again thank you guys for uh, for tuning into the show. We'll be back again hopefully next week with with Chris. If not, whatever. Chris is a busy guy. I think it's starting to finish, you know, wrap up for him. The tell end of everything. But, yep. But you know, uh, we'll, we'll be me and Dan again. So uh, aside from that, you all have a great week. I'm Johnny Mangs. I'm Dan Garcia, and this has been another edition of the All Angels Podcast. Thank you guys again, and we'll catch you guys. Same. Time. <laughs> there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you